As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to More Outdoors on News Talk 560 KLVI. This is Chester Moore. And uh, any other year this time of year, I'll be re- getting ready to head to Reno for the Sheep Show, which is the Wild Sheep Foundation's Sheep and Mountain Hunting and Mountain Wildlife-centric show. But, of course, COVID-19 has impacted that like every other major trade show and expo in the industry. But the Wild Sheep Foundation is doing something uh, very interesting this year. And to talk about that and what the Wild Sheep Foundation is doing, we have Keith Balford. He is the Director of Marketing and Communication for the Wild Sheep Foundation. Welcome to More Outdoors. Hey, welcome, Chester. Thanks for having me. Well, Sheep Week is going to look a lot different this year, so you have the floor. Tell us exactly (laughs) the response that you guys have here, because I know as being a member of the Wild Sheep Foundation, this has been in the works pretty much since COVID happened. Yeah, it has. Uh, I would say, you know, long story long, you know, back in the spring uh, of this past year when it became pretty evident that we would not be allowed to have um, in, an in-person convention and expo like we typically would, as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, we pivoted and started looking for an alternative uh, scenario, if you would. Uh, we were still hopeful that we would be able to have our in-person show, but it just wasn't looking good. So we scoured the globe for a suitable and tested platform to be able to do a fully fully immersion-type virtual convention. And as we've learned, virtual is now being used as a pretty broad term. It covers everything from an email to a Zoom call to a <laughs> you're right o- o- online <laughs> online auction. Um, but what we're doing is is something that you know big tech uh, and and major universities have actually been doing for quite some time, and that's that's a full on virtual experience with interactive exhibit halls, with uh, live theater, with pre-recorded content, um, really everything that in person uh, we're able to do in a virtual space, uh, we just can't spill beer on each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that's the difference here. So uh, this is coming up here. So you know, mind giving us the dates and where people can connect real quick? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, interesting aspects of, of the virtual, um, we're no longer restricted by any hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're no longer restricted by, uh, the dates we could rent a convention center or rent a banquet hall. So we expanded the sheep show to now what we're calling the sheep week. 
Uh, it's January 11 through 16. The platform goes live this coming Monday, January 11th at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And it runs all the way through um, till that Saturday, the 16th. However, again, an advantage of a virtual platform, we're extending the platform all the way out till February 16th. So folks can log in 24-7, 365 for five weeks. Um, you won't miss anything. Everything is still there. Um, anything that we do live, and there is going to be some live uh, live programming, mm-hmm. that's all going to be recorded, and people can still go back and view things that they missed. Um, you know, a seminar, a keynote address, uh, any of our other, you know, drawings, giveaways, um, presentations, all that stuff will, is housed in a, in a virtual chest, and people can go back at any time. Uh, registration is pretty straightforward. It's sheepweek.org. Mm-hmm. And you, you go on there and you register. Registration is, is $50. And that gives you, you know, unlimited, unlimited access, unlimited time, unlimited sessions. And as a, as a super bonus, um, you know, the Sheep Foundation is, is all about creating opportunity, mm-hmm. uh, not only through, you know, enhancing the wild sheep resource uh, and, you know, establishing new sheep populations and doing habitat work and all those, those types of things, but also creating opportunity for anybody, the average Joe listener or Jane listener out there to have a chance at a sheep hunt. So just for registering, we're, we're giving away a desert bighorn hunt in Mexico we're drawing for a Yukon stone sheep hunt and we're also drawing for a gunworks rifle package and all combined that's over $120,000 of chances just for a $50 registration and that's incredible because I uh, I don't have the funds to go pay an outfitter to do a stone sheep hunt. So every time there's a raffle for like a, one of these sheep, I'm always in these raffles and a $50 chance at that alone will be worth it, much less all the different content and other things you're going to get to do in this. And uh, you mentioned the fact that it's going to be stretched out into February in terms of this and giving those opportunities. Well, um, what's interesting to me, it, it looks like this is maybe even an opportunity for people who maybe maybe they're not really into sheep enough yet to travel to Reno, but they would like to learn more about sheep conservation, sheep hunting. This would be a great way to, to kind of get your feet wet. It is, um, you know, and obviously our, our name's the Wild Sheep Foundation, but if you've ever been to our show, you'll find that it's actually more about mountain game hunting. Sure, yeah. Uh, a lot of our, uh, you know, outfitting exhibitors are, you know, they offer elk hunts, mule deer hunts, whitetail hunts, you know, all the big game species. Um, but, you know, like you said, sheep hunting is, is it's a limited opportunity deal, whether financially or just in the sheer number of, of tags and permits that are available. Sure. But if you're a big game hunter, um, you know, a sheep hunt is, is the, the pinnacle of big game hunting in North America. Absolutely. Uh, it, it might be out of sight, out of mind for most people. It certainly, you know, is for me. I'm putting in for draws and, and too, raffle brother. tags just, <laughs> just, just like you are. 
you know, hope, hoping for, you know, for lightning to strike. But, um, yeah, there is, there is a lot within, um, within this, these exhibit halls for anybody that's, that's a big game hunter and certainly interested in, uh, wild sheep, wild sheep conservation, what we do, um, the whole wild sheep economy, if you will, mm-hmm. which is an interesting, oh, yeah. inter- interesting story. And it's, that, that's the whole reason why we do this. This affectionately, we call this our annual bake sale. Uh, <laughs> tip, Typically, we raise somewhere between seven and eight million dollars, and we turn around and put six point five million of that back into the resource. That's absolutely incredible, um, you know. And the thing about sheep is, just from my journalistic studies and going out and photographing them and stuff, and talking to people in different fish and game departments and territories, um, there's a there are kind of a, you got to have a lot of hands on because of problems sheep face, and I, I think without you know, Wild Sheep Foundation, Texas Bighorn Society, regional organizations, I don't think we'd be having the number of sheep we have in America right now. We wouldn't. Um, you know, as, as tough as nails of a critter that they are and where they live, whether it's a desert bighorn or a doll sheep or stone sheep or bighorn, uh, they are fragile. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, habitat, stressors, um, you know, diseases uh, that they get from domestic sheep. Uh, so, you know, it's the best way to put it is the wild sheep that we have today did not happen by chance. Uh, it, it took mm-hmm. purpose and commitment. And that's why the Wild Sheep Foundation was formed back in 1977 is we did a really good job of, you know, recovering our big game species, uh, you know, from the 1800s and the, the era of extinction, if you will. But the there was two species that were lagging behind. We did a great job with our ducks and our turkeys and our white-tailed deer and elk and antelope and everything, but wild sheep and bison were the two that yep. were just mm-hmm. just weren't coming along. And so, one of the reasons why sheep were, you know, kind of left out of the of the party, so to speak, is there they were a limited opportunity critter then uh, you couldn't buy an over-the-counter tag so there really wasn't revenues being generated from licenses hunting licenses and tag sales specifically for sheep conservation mm-hmm. so the wild sheep foundation came along some some pretty bright folks said you know we got to we got to change this up and create a new economy specifically to raise funds to give back to state and provincial agencies so they can focus on recovering and enhancing sheep populations. And so that's where wild sheep stepped in and said, okay, you know, we're going to, we're going to establish this economy. We're going to nurture the tag system, the permit system, the raffle system, and direct these funds that we. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply raised right back to these agencies um we did a we did kind of a look back at our wake deal back in 2014 and and figured out that 74 percent of the monies that state agencies get on an annual basis for specifically for wild sheep habitat and and population enhancements auction and raffle tags uh, that's an incredible thing. We talk, come back on more outdoors and talk more with Keith Balford from the Wild Sheep Foundation about Sheep Week, how you can get involved. And you're going to learn a lot tonight about the sheep economy, sheep conservation, and how to plug into an amazing American conservation store. Welcome back to more outdoors on News Talk 560 KLVI. This is Chester Moore. You can listen to the podcast of the show at klvi.com. Click on the podcast link. You'll see archives for the last three years of all the programs here. On the phone, we have Keith Balford with the Wild Sheep Foundation. Sheep Week is coming up, and um, that's the Wild Sheep Foundation's virtual response to um, having to cancel the Boots on the Ground show, but it sounds really, really exciting. And uh, Keith, like you mentioned earlier, there's going to be a lot for people to get into. And one of the things interesting about the Sheep Show is there are actually like seminars and clinics and things like that. I assume you're taking that approach and putting those out there on Sheep Week. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's that's one of the hallmarks of, of many of when we do a normal Sheep Show. We've got expert-led seminars. Uh, we've got in our virtual platform, we've got two auditoriums. Uh, that you can go into. One's the Jack O'Connor Lecture Hall, aptly named. Mm -hmm. Uh, And there there is where we're going to have our live content. Uh, Some of our portions of our auctions are going to be live, uh, especially when it comes to some of those highly coveted sheep permits. Those will be piped in live. And then we'll have some live uh, keynote addresses and presentations and seminars as well. And then the other auditorium is called the Adventure Theater, and that's just loaded with content, uh, hunting films, hunting videos, uh, other sem- other pre-recorded seminars, and and there's really it's a diverse portfolio. Whether you're have never been sheep hunting but are hoping to someday go, or if you're a new sheep hunter, or if you're interested in elk hunting or mule deer hunting or whatever. There's all kinds of, of really cool content that you can watch on your timetable. There's there's no timestamp. It's not like, well, this seminar is between one o'clock and two o'clock, and if you're not there, you're going to miss it. Mm-hmm. No, you can you can go in uh, any hours of the day and just root around in these auditoriums and go, hey, what's this? Oh, okay, pop up a video player, watch a video, pop up a seminar, watch a seminar. Uh, so that's one aspect of the virtual platform. The other thing is this is a hunting and conservation expo. So we've got five exhibit halls with virtual booths. This is where our exhibitors, whether they're a, you know, a consumer products brand, a retailer, mm-hmm. guide, guides and outfitters, 
art, jewelry, furs, uh, hunter services, booking agents, uh, you know, fitness programs, you, you name it. You go into an exhibit hall, you scroll down the aisle, kind of like a video game, mm-hmm. and you go, oh, you know, here's, here's so-and-so's booth. You click on their booth. And you interact with them directly. You find out they're offering a show special. They're doing e-commerce. Mm-hmm. They've uploaded videos themselves. Uh, they've got direct links to all their contact. You can email folks. You can chat with them as a group. You can private chat. You can live chat. Um, so the exhibit halls are another big drawing card. And with you know all the shows being canceled this year, uh, this is a great way to find out what new gear, new products, new services are available, just like people would ordinarily when these spring shows pop up. Is you know this what's new for 2021? Well, you, you still have access to that. You know the thing I really enjoyed about the sheep show was um, being around people you mentioned, and not just being sheep, of course. You know elk and mule deer, New Zealand, all kind of cool stuff was talking with some of these people who are really veterans and some of the things I want to pursue more, you know, like uh, one of the things I want to do is get a really big mule deer by bow and, uh, mm-hmm. and talking to some guys last year that kind of specialize in that and being able to chat one-on-one and being able to have the opportunity online to scroll down and go in and search out these things. You know, what I tell people is in a bad time, like we're having globally right now, it's a good time to focus on good things in life and maybe reawaken some of those dreams you have of going out bear hunting in Canada or mule deer hunting or maybe sheep hunting. And, you know, this is really cool to preserve that and be able to interact with because these are expert people that are there. Everyone I talked to, and I talked to probably one-on-one with 75% of the people in Boots last year, are very much experts. And so what they have to offer, these people like the top end in terms of expertise in the mountain uh, wildlife world. We're, we're very fortunate, Chester, to have those, those folks as part of our sheep family. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're right, these, these, are, these are veterans. Um, you know, these are multi-generational guides and outfitters, uh, mm-hmm. people that are passionate about, uh, you know, the adventure, connecting people with, you know, their dreams, um, very much stewards of the resource, very involved in, in sheep and game wildlife conservation. Um, and yeah, you can interact with them. You can also interact with each other. That's, that's like we call, keep calling this the wild sheep family. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a hunter show. Uh, everybody there hunts. Uh, everybody's got something in common. Um, and, and there's, the you know regardless of economic status uh everybody's got something in common so we've we've created a lounge uh there's a lounge within the platform that Mm -hmm. you can go into and start up conversations with other attendees hey has anybody hunted with this place before does anybody know anything about unit unit 6b in arizona i'm putting in for a tag uh or, you know, I, I drew this tag. Anybody got, you know, any intel? Does anybody know a, you know, a biologist I can speak with? Um, so the lounge is there for, for virtual interaction, um, just as well as interacting with people in the exhibit halls. 
Yeah, and that's great because that one-on-one interaction, you mentioned certain units of public land. I mean, that's the beautiful thing about Internet these days. You don't just have to take a map and show up. You can kind of have a little advanced knowledge and talk to the people who are there and that kind of thing. And there's an aspect of the Wild Sheep Foundation I really appreciate because I'm a member of it, and it's the only club in the world that you want to get your behind booted out of. And that is the less than one club. The less than one club, yeah. And can you tell our listeners about the less than one club and how that's going to integrate in Sheep League? Oh yeah, that is that is a, a hit parade thing. That's very popular. So, short story is anybody that has never been successful on a sheep hunt can join the less than one club. It's twenty five dollars, mm-hmm. and we give away three sheep hunts we just do a drawing and so that that drawing will be live uh in our jack o'connor theater i think that's set up for saturday the 16th and the the interesting thing typically you need to be present to win yeah but because this isn't an in-person event all you have to do is be uh, a member of the Less Than One Club, and be a registered attendee of Sheep Week, and you are present to win. And some, awesome. somebody's going to walk, three people are going to walk away with North American sheep hunts, and then we have the Less Than One I Club, which is I for international. Mm-hmm. Three, three people are going to walk away with international sheep hunts, whether it's, uh, you know, Ibex or Chamois or... Marco Polo or some of the you know Central Asia, Europe, Spain uh, mountain game hunts. I was so, uh, yeah. That's, what, what an incredible thing be, you, this is. I mean, well, it's, it's really over, overall, Chester. Mm-hmm. There's there's a chance to win one of nineteen sheep hunts. That's that's just absolute. <laughs> that's absolutely mind boggling. I was at the. Less than one club last year sitting with my friend Clay Brewer. I said, Clay, if they call my name, you're going to have to, like, drag me up because I'm going to be passed out. Uh, I'm going to be – it's going to be – and, and watching the guy that won one of the hunts, I just, I'll never forget seeing his face, you know. It was like this guy's like, oh, my God, I finally get to go sheep hunting, you know. So, And that's a great we thing, had, a great thing, man. It is, and, and that deal is underwritten by one of our members mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, has, has the financial wherewithal and mm-hmm. just – it was important to him and his family to be able to offer a sheep hunt to somebody that's never been on a sheep hunt before. That's incredible. And they, they help us underwrite this program and, uh, you know, they help draw the. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Every day, we rise, 
challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Name and, and it's just, it's, it's their way of giving back. And it's just super cool to see it. Like you said, you know, people are just I'm unglued when their name is called. We had a guy do a cartwheel onto the stage last year and, yeah. and just, you know, <laughs> tears in his eyes yep. and speechless and his family's there cheering. And it's, it's cool. And they, these people go on sheep hunts. You're going to learn more about this and more about the Wild Sheep Foundation. We come back on more. Welcome back to more Outdoors on News Talk 560 KLVI. We've been talking with Keith Balford, who is the communication marketing director for the Wild Sheep Foundation. And, um, Great organization I've been a member of, and Sheep Week's coming up. And one more time, Keith, how can people connect with Sheep Week? Super simple. Uh, just go to sheepweek.org. That's our registration site for now, and that's where you can register. Uh, get your name in the drawing for the Desert Bighorn Hunt, the Yukon Stone Sheep Hunt, or the Gunworks Rifle. Um and then once the platform goes live, sheepweek.org is your gateway. You'll go in uh, to that same website. There'll be a login button at the top. You log in with your username and password. And the first thing you'll see is a virtual lobby with little avatars walking around in cowboy boots and, and camo vests. And you've got doorways into exhibit halls, lounges, and there's a help desk there. Uh, auditoriums and you just navigate with your mouse and go everywhere you want to go that sounds like a lot i can't wait to check it out myself but you know for people who've never heard of the wild sheep foundation maybe they've been to estes park colorado on vacation and saw and went to rocky mountain national park and saw bighorn and were inspired i want to talk a little bit about the wild sheep foundation and and what it does overall i mean there's a lot of great things that have been done you mentioned the financial part going in but uh Tell us about the vision of the Wild Sheep Foundation. Well, the, the vision, that's a great question. I mean, at, at the end of the day, that's what this, this whole effort is about, is, mm-hmm. is raising some money to uh, dole back out, put on the ground to grow wild sheep populations and uh, do habitat improvements. So, um, you know, our purpose is simple putting and keeping sheep on the mountain mm-hmm. uh, you know back in 1920 it was estimated that there was only 20,000 bighorn sheep left in the u.s canada and mexico wow. we've got that number now up to close to 90,000 and that is done through trap and transfers mm-hmm. so areas that areas that have a good stable population mm-hmm. Uh, we'll we'll pay to go in helicopter gun uh, net these sheep, do biologicals on them, make sure that they're healthy, radio collar them, transport them to suitable habitats uh, where they historically there were sheep and aren't now, mm-hmm. and establish a new population and then monitor that population. Work with with the state and provincial agencies to you know, make sure that group is doing well. Eventually, 
the intent is that that population will get to a point where tags will be available Mm -hmm. and they, they go into the draw. We also do a lot of water projects, uh, you know, down in your part of the world, water is, is king. Yep. And you know, if there's not, if there's not suitable water, there's just not going to be any sheep. So we invest a lot in water guzzler projects. We do a lot of habitat work, burns, um, work on invasive species, uh, getting native grasses back in place. We do a lot of work with uh, domestic sheep producers, sheep herders. Uh, that's one of the biggest, uh-huh. biggest things. We're, we're really good at the putting sheep on the mountain. We know how to do that. Uh, it's keeping them there that's tough. Yeah, um, you know, if, the bacterial pneumonia thing, um, which I've been writing a lot in my blog. You can check it, everyone, at highercalling.net. Go to the blog there. i got a story on that right now about a situation in Oregon. Yeah. But, um, you know, that contact, and, and I think people can relate to that, Keith, right now because of the pandemic. You know, the contact with the domestic and the bighorns have really been the Achilles heel of, uh, of bighorn sheep. It's it, on the ground. It's the biggest limiting factor we have. Like wow. I said, we're really wow. we're really good at, at putting. It's it's the keeping thing. Mm-hmm. And fortunately, you know, we're we're making a lot of headways with uh, the d- domestic sheep producers. You know, they're realizing, okay, uh, this is a problem. And so, you know, we can have both. Uh, certainly, we just need to pick the right areas where there's enough separation. Mm-hmm. Uh, between where where we're grazing domestic sheep and the habitats that bighorns uh, are, are are sticking to, and every year that seems to be getting better and better uh, in terms of of that separation. Mm-hmm. And uh, but yeah, that can be devastating. Uh, the the the, the situation is a movi that's a, a parasite that domestic sheep have mm-hmm. that the wild sheep have no immunity to and it leads to pneumonia and a whole bunch of other things that that can just what it does is it it, it kills off the the offspring the lambs the lambs don't make it and eventually, over time, you just have a hollowing out of the age structure of a herd to where there's no recruitment. And if there's no recruitment, eventually that, that population goes away. And sheep are not like, uh, you know, a lot of our other big game species that migrate long distances. And if, if the going's tough here, well, they'll, they'll migrate, you know, miles away to go into another place. They kind of stitch pretty locally to where they live. And, and and just won't venture a whole lot further. Mm-hmm. So if if we find the right place that's got suitable habitat, uh, predator species are under control, and we've got separation from domestic sheep. Boy, they take off. They just they do well. Yeah, it's a but, beautiful thing to see. Like with the desert bighorn restoration in in Texas, some place like Elephant Mountain Wildlife Management Area. Mm-hmm. I was so blessed. The Tech- first time in my career, I got to go do. Um, we got to go out and I got to go photograph a uh, capture, and last year, cool. and, and it's just really cool to see that all that results of you know someone had donated that land to Parks and Wildlife in the '80s for sheep, and then the Texas yeah. Bighorn Society, Wild Sheep Foundation, all these volunteers, and then all this thing coming together and watching some of those sheep from Texas being taken to another part of Texas now. 
mm-hmm. they're no Sorry. longer having to get cheap from Nevada and Utah and places. So that's just yeah. that's a cool thing about a localized area where there's in that part of the state there's a good part of that separation and they're having some success in localized areas. No, Texas has been a, a shining star in in wild sheep restoration. Uh, where they started from and where you guys are at today is you know, one of the better conservation success stories out there. Mm -hmm. And and the people that are involved, landowners, uh, you know, all stakeholders uh, to go out there and see these people, you know, with gloves on and shovels and, and doing habitat work and, and to to see the result and seeing your, your sheep populations grow and, and come back to areas where they historically were is that's, that's what we're here for. That's what we like to see. Well, when I was a little boy, I would sit in my dad's lap and I would cut, we, me and my dad together would cut out old sports of field and, and outdoor life and field and stream pictures and put them in scrapbooks, a place we dreamed of wanting mm-hmm. to go hunting. And I cut out an image and I was like six years old from a Parks and Wildlife magazine, Texas in 1976. And it was a graphic of wildlife of the Trans-Pecos and their numbers. And on the, and I still, I found this two years ago. I thought it was lost forever. And the number of bighorns in 19, I think it was 76, I think I have the year right, was 40. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 40, <laughs> you know. And now I think they're saying they're close to 1,500. So that's really cool stuff. Yeah, super cool. Yep. And uh, your conservation director, Clay Brewer, was the guy who really helped start kickstart a lot of that program. Clay, is he's a rock star. Yep. No, no doubt about it. Um, he was recognized uh, this year, Dallas Safari Club. Uh, recognized him as the biologist of the year, conservationist of the year, and, and greatly deserved. Uh, he's one of our staff biologists. We have three three staff biologists, and, and Clay covers your region of, of the country. Mm-hmm. And uh, super knowledgeable, super passionate. Um, yeah. I'll tell you what, what's just, interesting just, about just Clay. All around. Yeah, you know, the thing about Clay is he has so much experience in Texas. He's also, I know, talked to him recently about stuff that's going on in Mexico as well, you know. And uh, this is the thing about this. you got animals that are crossing borders, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got completely different regulations on the Texas side or Arizona side than, than you do over there in the Mexican side and also in Canada as well. So there's just a lot that goes into the wild sheep thing. And so I love having people from the Sheep Foundation on the show because it's a great opportunity to kind of unveil a lot of these really fascinating conservation stories. And if you'll do me a favor and do one more segment with me, we can wrap the whole show up with the Sheep Foundation. So when we come back on More Outdoors, we're going to talk more on wild sheep. Welcome back to More Outdoors on News Talk 560 KLVI. And we're talking about one of my very favorite topics in the outdoors, wild sheep. The uh, wild the sheep week is coming up next week with the Wild Sheep Foundation. We have Keith Balford. He is the marketing communication director for the Wild Sheep Foundation. There'll be information at the end of the show on how to get plugged into that. And we've been talking about conservation. And right before the break, we talked about how like these are animals you're managing in Mexico and different states in Mexico and also in Canada and the United States, and there's so many different regulatory processes. you got tribal territories. So I know this is, this, is a, this is a very unique management situation. Uh, it is. It is. Um, you know, we, sheep are special. Um, there's just so many aspects of them. Um, it's a complex 
system, mm-hmm. um, lots of moving parts. Uh, every time we, you know, go to do a, a trap and transfer to establish a new population, you've got, you know, we've got landowners, we've got, you know, biologists, we've got the state agency folks and the provincial folks and the tribal folks on board. Uh, we've got volunteers, um, we've got local chapters and, and their volunteers. And there's a lot of coordinating that goes on. <clears throat> and, and it's not just moving sheep. Uh, there's a lot of habitat work mm-hmm. that, that's done. Um, you know, whether it's, it's burns, water projects, uh, native grass projects, invasive species projects, predator control projects. Um, you know, Mother Nature is resilient, and, and wild sheep being part of, of nature, but they, they, you know, they need a helping hand. Um, mm-hmm. it, it just doesn't happen by chance anymore. Certainly, certainly not when it when it comes to mountain mountain sheep. Um, we've we've done great things with our elk and our, our deer populations and birds and ducks, um, turkeys. You know, sheep sheep require a little something extra. Um, you know, their reproductive rates are not, you know, not gangbusters. You're not seeing ewes putting, you know, twins and triplets on the ground every year. It's usually a one, you know, a one-off spring thing. And, you know, they've got a lot to go through. Um, you know, eagles, mountain lions, coyotes. Uh, wolves. Wolves now, yeah, yep. there's that. So, um, you know, the, it's a, it's an all hands on deck type of a deal. And that's really what the sheep foundation exists for is to coordinate that, but more importantly, raise the funds necessary to make these things happen. There's just not enough sheep tags that is raising any type of significant revenue. So that's why you see these you know, state raffles and, you know, statewide tags and governor's tags and conservation permits. And we auction those at Sheep Week. Um, you know, people step up and pay astronomical amounts of money yeah, yeah, for, sure. for, the, for the, you know, for the opportunity to hunt one ram. Uh, but that money goes to enhance the entire population and create an opportunity for the rest of us to hopefully someday draw a tag or, win a hunt or win a raffle. Uh, so it's, it's a, it's, it's a complex, but very proven and working system. And that's really why the, the sheep foundation chose not to just take our bat and ball and go home this year, mm-hmm. put on a virtual show, keep this mechanism going. Uh, because you know, wild sheep conservation can't take a year off. A lot of these programs that we initiated two and three years ago, you know, they, they run over multi-years, and if all of a sudden the funding dries up and we got to stop, um, a lot of times you're going back to square one. Um, so, and then we also had an obligation to, you know, all of our state agency partners that trust us to get the most money for these tags as we can uh, through our auctions and raffles. Um they don't have another way to fund their sheep programs. You know, that, makes perfect, you know, that makes perfect you know, sense in terms of, um, you know, like these agencies 
relying on you because you mentioned the fact that there are not enough tags to, 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 to do this, and there's lots of other fishing game that more people are pursue that they have to spend money on at state level and their budgets are always small. So I salute you guys for being able to do something unique and, and, and I'm believing this year it's going to be something that's going to even maybe increase what you guys do. And there's a lot of, uh, we talked about some scary stuff. We talked about a triumph in Texas, but you guys recently are announced something very exciting happening in Montana with maybe a chance to restore some sheep in an area that haven't been in Montana in a while. Yeah, we just just had a successful trap and transfer here uh, last month in December. We moved uh, 50 sheep from the Missouri Breaks and established a new population in the Little Belt Mountains. Uh, the Little Belts haven't seen sheep in 20 years. Wow. And this month, uh, phase two of that is going to be another trap and transfer from Wild Horse Island and establishing a new population in the Tendoy Mountain Range. Oh, that's awesome. And and uh, so those are historical actions, putting sheep where they haven't been for decades. Um, and it's it's an exciting thing for us. That's, that's where the rubber meets the road, when we can establish a new population, nurture that population along, get it established, get it growing, get it healthy, and then, like I said, that's the other part of this economy. If there's more sheep out there, uh, whether it's just wildlife viewing or just knowing that they're out there or to the point where there becomes tags available, that keeps the mechanism going. That keeps feeding the machine so we can continue to grow and add more sheep populations. Um, so, yeah, the, the work is never done there. Um, <laughs> It's, it's always ongoing, but that's a culmination of a lot of years of, of effort to see these trap and trampers actually, you know, come to fruition. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got the money together for the helicopters and the radio collars and, and all of the, you know, the vitamins and the biologists and, and the, you know, the trucks and the transfers and, you know, all that stuff, you know, takes money. And, uh, you know, we're just pleased to be able to have, you know, so many enthusiastic sheep advocates that are willing to step up and help us do that because uh, we couldn't do it without them. Yeah. And, and that's, that's why we have this this annual bake sale. Now it's just a, a virtual bake sale. Virtual online bake sale. All right. And Sheep Week will be coming up here. Give us the dates and uh, all that information one more time and uh, figure out how people can contact you. Yep. They can register at sheepweek.org. The virtual platform itself goes live this coming Monday, January 11th at at 9 a.m. Pacific time. Uh, And it'll be live and functional all the way till February 16th. All righty. So, so if, if you're if you're tied up next week and and uh, you know can't give any time to it, you've got another thirty days to snoop around, visit with exhibitors, uh, you know, watch all of the presentations in the seminars. Uh, there'll still be drawings. There'll still be happenings. You know, all the way up until the sixteenth of February. Very, very good. Exciting opportunity. All you listeners out there who will message me when we talk about sheep on the show and want information or share your photos you've taken out there around the country. Great opportunity to uh, take part in this. And it's such a 
magnificent animals, whether it's my favorite, the stone sheep or the beautiful doll sheep or down in Texas, the uh, desert bighorn or the Rocky Mountain bighorn. A lot of uh, a lot of beauty, a lot of just majesty in terms of seeing these animals in their mountain and, 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 and highland desert habitats. Now a chance to get involved and help them. So, uh, Keith, we thank you very much for taking time out to uh, call into more outdoors and to talk all about wild sheep. I appreciate the opportunity, Chester. We look forward to seeing everybody at Sheep Week. And if you're not a member of the Wild Sheep Foundation, we'd certainly love to have uh, have you on board. Uh, when you go to sheepweek.org, there's an opportunity to sign up as a member. It's $40, $45 a year mm-hmm. as a membership. So. Great that, that puts you in the wild sheep family, yeah. And then kick in twenty five extra bucks and join the less than one club. Oh, the less, yeah. Don't forget the less than one club because <laughs> you might get a shot at a tag. So uh, thanks a lot, Keith. I'll be seeing you at Sheep Week online. Awesome, Chester. Thank you. All right. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com.